Hello, Summit Church. Welcome to our Sunday, March 29th service. Hey, I hope you're doing good during this time of social distancing, and I hope you're staying free of the coronavirus. I trust that you all are. Now, I want you to know I've missed you all, and uh, I look forward to seeing you again real soon. Uh, Today, I'm going to talk to you about coronavirus and the fish god. Now you say, well, that's an unusual title. Well, yes, it is, but you'll see what I'm talking about as we, as we go. You know, uh, I thank God for all of the messages that, that have been going around on uh, encouragement and how to deal with fear, and those are great and fantastic. And I, I've been preaching a lot of those myself. But um, today I want to deal with, with, I think, the root of what's going on here in the United States with the coronavirus and, and social distancing. Um, and to do that, I want to go to the book of Jonah, which I feel, again, gets to the root of the situation. You know, the word of the Lord came to Jonah and told him to go to Nineveh and preach to it the message that God had for Nineveh. And it was a great city, and its wickedness had come up before the Lord, and the Lord wanted Nineveh to repent. So he sent Jonah. Again, Nineveh, a, a capital of Assyria, a great city, but, but very wicked. And most of you know the story how Jonah, when God spoke to him to go to Nineveh, he disobeyed God, and eventually he wound up, wound up in the belly of the fish. And then the fish, uh, you know, Jonah repented, and the Lord spoke to the fish. The fish spit Jonah back up on the dry ground, and then he goes into Nineveh, and there he is, and he preaches what God told him to preach, Eight words, listen to this. God said for Jonah to preach this, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Now think about that. Eight words from a man that Nineveh didn't know and it brought citywide repentance. Repentance among the people, it went to the king and then the king, the king called for citywide repentance. You think about that. Eight words from a man that nobody knew. All he said was, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. The people repent. King repents and he calls for citywide repentance. And, uh, you know, for years as I thought about that, how can you get citywide repentance with eight words from from a man that nobody knew? You know, I've watched great ministers throughout, you know, time and studied about them over the years, how they'd preach repentance to a certain area and, you know, a certain nation or whatever, and there was no repentance. But yet Nineveh, with just eight words, repented and turned to God. I thought about that. How could that be? But the answer, I think, is simple. You know, Jonah, no no doubt, went in there and and, uh, he, he preached those eight words. But I also think that he shared his testimony, how he just came out of a, the belly of a fish. And it's interesting, when you study about Nineveh, they worshipped Dagon, which was a fish god. And actually, Dagon was half man and half fish. And so you think about that. If you get a man coming out of a fish, preaching a message to Nineveh, that man's going to have their full attention. They're probably going to be quite 
uh, you know, quite, quite startled and afraid of that man. And they're going to give him full heed and full attention. And, and I'm, I'm confident jo- Jonah not only said, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown, but I'm confident he shared his testimony, how he came out of the fish. It got Nineveh's attention and they had citywide repentance as a result. And, uh, and you know, God is so good. We see the goodness of God in that. Yes, Jonah preached a message of repentance. And when a message of repentance is preached, it's, it's because of God's goodness. He wants people to repent and turn to him. Uh, but you see, uh, with, with, with Jonah com- coming out of, out of the belly of the fish like that, it, 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 God, you see his goodness in that God used the, the idol of Nineveh, the God of Nineveh, to get through to, to them. When, when he couldn't get through to them any other way, he used their idol, their God, to get through to them. Don't you see the goodness of God there? Now, having said that, I'm not saying that God sent the coronavirus. I, absolutely not. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that he can use it as an occasion to get people's attention. I've never seen a nation in my time here on earth, the United States, I've never seen it shut down like this. And uh, But yet God can use this as an occasion to get people's attention, sinners' attention, people who've never received Jesus, as well as Christians' attention. You know, in the United States, idols and gods have become prominent among sinners, of course. But the sad thing is also among Christians. You know, in pastoring now 25 years and being around the church for probably 10 years before that, so about 35 years now, I've watched I've so many good Christians. They love the Lord all right. But I've seen so many that they, they, put, they put other things ahead of God, particularly sports, and and entertainment and, and and it seems like a lot of times sports and entertainment are more important to christians than than the lord jesus himself and it's interesting all of that has been shut down now and it's it, to me it, it seems as though god is is like like he used jonah in nineveh a man coming out of a fish using their idol, if you will, that fish god, to get Nineveh's attention, it seems like God could well be using this coronavirus, as terrible as it is, to deal with things that have become more important to people, like sports and other things, to get their attention here in the United States. I'm as sure as I can be, that's what the Lord is, 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 is going to use this for, is to get people's attention. You know, somebody will say, well, you know, even churches have been shut down. Well, let me tell you, you can't shut down the church of the living God. We may not be meeting in person, but I tell you what, we're meeting. And uh, it's interesting out of this, this time of having no physical services, uh, I've been, we've been, you know, going out on, on uh, YouTube, Facebook. Last week alone, I reached over 400 people with the gospel that I wouldn't have reached otherwise. So you see, God can take something like this and, and use it for good. He can take something like this and get people's attention. He can, he can, can use, you know, like people's God of sports and entertainment and, and even their job and money and other things and shut those things down. 
to bring people to repentance, to get them to reflect, to get them, I mean, you know as well as I do, we've had a lot of time to, to sit at home and think and with being under the shutdown order. And you know, it's a time to reflect and think about about God and, and a time to look at our priorities and and make sure that they're right and be sure that God is first. And you know, I, I see, I'm not concerned at all about those who have faithful, faithfully served God during this time, but because God will provide for anyone that served him, that's been faithful to, his, to him and his covenant. I'm concerned about lukewarm Christians, those who haven't been faithful to the Lord. I'm concerned about sinners, those who don't know the Lord. And like I said, thank God for all the encouraging messages and those are good and I'll continue to preach those. But for this message here, the Holy Spirit, I believe, is saying to all of us, he's saying to the United States, I believe that this is a time for national repentance. From the pulpit to the pew, from the politician to the people, a time to turn to him. Not just a, I'm not talking about just a day of prayer or a prayer breakfast, as good as those things are, but I'm talking about a complete turning to God in all areas of our lives. To God the Father, the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and to God the precious Holy Spirit. In the United States of America, we, we must welcome God back in to the public square and into the public school. We must stop killing babies and aborting them in their mother's womb. We must honor God's law of marriage, that it's to be between a man and a woman as husband and wife. And so it's time for national repentance in the United States of America. You know, Nineveh did repent and God did not destroy them. And again, you see God's goodness and everything that he did with Jonah and, and all of that. And, and God's goodness is seen in the message of preaching of coming judgment. It's, 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 a lot of times people get upset when a preacher says, you know, the judgment of God is pending upon the nation. But, but it's because God loves the nation and, 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 and he wants the nation to repent so he doesn't have to judge it. And so, so Nineveh repented and God did not destroy them. But there's a, another book in the Bible called Nahum, N-A-H-U-M, and it's the sequel to Jonah. And many years after Jonah, Nineveh turned back to its old ways and God spoke through Nahum and God ultimately judged Nineveh and, and they were destroyed, sad to say. It wasn't God's will, not what he wanted, but you see, they repented, but Repentance must not only be obtained, but it must be maintained as well. So what about the United States of America? Will there be national repentance? Will it be maintained? Will there be revival? I, I, I don't know. Upon return to normalcy, after the coronavirus passes... Will churches be packed on Sunday mornings or will Christians go back to packing the city parks and school gyms and fields on Sunday mornings worshiping their sports and other activities? Will sports stadiums be packed and churches set sparse with attendance? Will people's jobs and other entertainment again reign above the work 
of the Lord Jesus Christ after all of this with the coronavirus passes. You know, I remember back to 9-11, you know, after that terrible day. And it looked like we might have national repentance then, but it was short-lived, sad to say. Well, I believe God is so good that he's dealing with the United States again. Taking something as horrible as coronavirus, but yet trying to use it in some way for good to get this nation to take a good, long, hard look at itself. Sinners and Christians alike. He wants us to repent. He doesn't want to have to judge this nation. The Bible says godly sorrow brings repentance, which leads to salvation. Not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world works death. You see, God wants us to repent and he wants us to maintain that repentance. The Bible says if we judge ourselves, we'd not be judged. You see, God takes no pleasure at having to judge anyone. But don't ever forget this. The Bible says that God will judge his people if they don't repent. The Bible's clear on that. But good news, if we judge ourselves, we'd not be judged. So let's all take some time here to look at our lifestyles, look at our priorities. Be sure that Jesus is first in all that we do. And if he has been, well, that's great. But if he hasn't been, this is a great time to repent. Again, if we judge ourselves, we'd not be judged. So I want to close with prayer. And uh, this is how you can pray, I believe, for, for the nation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, first of all, I pray for those who don't know you. I pull down that spiritual blindness that the devil has blinded them with. I pull that down. I take authority over it. And I pray then that the gospel, the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ would shine unto them. And sir, for those who have known you but have gotten away from you, I ask that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. And so that is my prayer for this nation. And I pray and believe you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm so glad that you were with us today. I trust that uh, you got something out of this message. I ask you to be in prayer for this nation. This nation needs our prayers. Hey, let's receive the tithes and the offerings now. If you'd like to give towards Summit Church, we would certainly appreciate that. There'll be some information up on your screen that, that will help you in, in that. Our, we, have, we have a text to give number. It's 314-888-9741 if you'd like to give that way. Also, to give online, you can go to summitchurch.us slash giving. And you can give that way. Or if you'd like to give by check, you can send your tithes and offerings to Summit Church, P.O. Box 430, Fenton, Missouri, 63026. Well, hey... Like I said at the beginning, I miss not seeing you in person, but thank God we've got this method that we can 
can be with you. We can be together, you know. And uh, and so hope we get to, can get together as soon as possible. But until then, I'll I'll see you see you this way. Okay. All right. God bless you. We'll see you real soon. Bye bye. <laughs>